Beautiful. Okay, so let's get going. Top of Chavdala Ramadalov. 24a, we are on the very top line, the very first word. And we continue our conversation about Avelus on Shabbos. Rabbi Yechanan asked a question, searching for information from Shmuel. Yesh Avelus B'Shabbos, in Avelus B'Shabbos, is there halachas of Avelus on Shabbos or not? Again, we know there's certainly no public mourning. Uh, what about in private? Do, does Avelus like not exist? It just counts to the minion, but it's not a. There, there's no real. There's no din Avelus. Or do we say there's a din of Avelus? You just can't show up publicly. So, Amarle he says to him, "Ain Avelus b'Shabbos." There's no Avelus b'Shabbos. Yosfir about a kaveder of Papa v'Kamri Mishvei So the Chum were sitting in front of Rav Papa, and they were quoting this this uh, psak. Of Shmuel that in Avelus Peshabbos, they said that an Avel who has Tashma Shamitu has marital relations during Shiva is Chayav Misa, not down here on earth, obviously, but Bidei Shamayim. Amalur of Papa, of Papa says, Osir Itmar. It says about Tashma Shamita that it's forbidden, but it doesn't say anywhere that there's a chi of Misa, Bidei Shamayim, but that there's, uh, you know, that there's death in heaven. And we also learned in the name of Rabbi Yechanan as opposed to the name of Shmuel. And if you want to quote me something from Shmuel, let me tell you what you should have said. This is what you would have heard if you would be quoting Shmuel. That Shmuel says, Amar of Tachlifa Baravimi, Amar Shmuel of Tachlifa, the son of Avimi, quotes Shmuel to say, Avel Shalai Para, in Avel, who cut his hair, he, he took a haircut, he shaved, Vishalai Pirim, or he did not tear Kriya. Then we say Chay of Misa. That's more severe than Tashma Shamita, the marital relations. Why? Shinamarkad says in the Pasuk, Rashechem al Tifra'u, Uvegdechem al Tifra'imu, do not cut your hair, do not tear your garments, Vaisimusi, so that you shall not die. Vagaymer, this talking about when Akadish Baruchu spoke to the children of Aaron. So you see that they weren't supposed to do these things, but we are. And if they would have, they would have been Chay of Misa. Ha'acher, but somebody else, Shalaypara, who doesn't let the hair grow, Vilaypirim, and doesn't tear Kriya. Then Chayav Misa. So he's saying, if you want to quote a Chayav Misa in um, in the name of, uh, in the name of Shmuel, it's going to be about cutting hair and tearing kriya. It's not going to be about Tashma Shamita. Amar Rafam Bar Papa. Rafam Bar Papa says Tana BeEvel Rabasi. We learned in Evel Rabasi, which is a group of Brises and Misachas Machis. Avel also l'shamesh mitos b'mei avolay. It's forbidden to have Tashma Shamita. During Shiva, Umaisa the story was somebody who had Tashmir Shamita, Vishamtu Chazirim S Gviyosai. And a Chazir, a PIG, ended up uh, basically sticking its nose into his dead body, meaning they, they started eating on his flesh, on his corpse, and he wasn't Zaycha to have a proper um, he wasn't Zaycha to have a proper burial. Okay. Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Pachaz is chayva. Peches zayin is an obligation. However, natar rishus. Nun tofresh is rishus. You could do it if you want. You don't need to do it if you don't want. Okay. Now, what are these things? What is pachaz? What is peches zayin? The Gemara explains. Priyas harish. Priyas harish means to remove the covering of your head. Okay. We learned earlier in the Masechta that there was a special covering that they would wrap around their head that got to their face. So that is an obligation to do during Shiva. Um, uh, on Shabbos, by the way. We're dealing with Shabbos in particular. Chazoras kera la'acherev. 
um, Chazar Askara means turning the kriya, turning the torn garment backward. Okay, usually you, when somebody during Shiva, when somebody is sitting in their house, they have to wear their clothing in the usual way. But on Shabbos, they turn it around. Zikifa Samita and straightening up the bed um, on Shabbos, as opposed to having it turned over, all these things are an obligation. This is all pachaz. Okay, what is nun tafresh? So, which are optional, which is a choice. You don't have to do this on Shabbos. Ne'ila sasandal, wearing leather shoes. Okay, that's nun. The tof is tashmish hamita, marital relations. There's no obligation not to have marital relations, apparently, according to this b'risa. And the ratio is your chitas yidayim raglayim arvis, washing your hands and feet with hot water as you prepare for Shabbos. These are all rishos. V'rav Omar and Rav says, af priyas haraish. Rishos, even Priyas Harish, the first thing that we mentioned in the Pachaz, the uncovering of your head from the special, uh, from the special covering of Shiva, that also is optional. You don't need to do that. Um, you uh, you have an option whether to take it off on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Ushmua. What, uh, according to Shmuel, Maishonila Sandal Dershos. Why does he say that shoes is a choice on Shabbos? The Lav Kuliyama Avidi Desaimi Misanu. Is it because not everybody? Where's their shoes on Shabbos? Priyaz Raishnami, when it comes to head covering as well. The Gemara is basically you know, asking, we're not so familiar with the, uh, with the um, norma- uh, normalcy of what, uh, you know, what their uh, society wore back then. But the Gemara is basically saying that the, you know, the special wrapping that they put around their head should be the same as the removal of shoes because to them it was, the, it was symbolic of the same thing. I'm, I'm refraining from doing something normal. Says the Gemara, to answer Shmuel, Shmuel is consistent with his own reasoning. To Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Listen to this. Anytime you tear Kriya at a time where it is not Chimum, there is no heat to the pain, that is not considered a Kriya, meaning Kriya needs to be done as soon as you have the loss, right away, day number one, boom, if you go ahead and tear a Kriya on day five, that's not considered a and also wrapping your head, the way that the Arabs, the Yishma'ilim, wrap their heads is not considered wrapping up a head, and the way to wrap your head is to make sure your entire head is covered and your face up until your cheeks, so you see, that this type of thing was only done by Avelim, and that's why Shmuel held that if you don't take it off on Shabbos, that's considered public mourning. Hence, it was not, uh, um, hence, um, uh, a person uh, is not going to be obligated for taking it off. Okay. Omar! Um, here we go. Okay, so before we go weiter, what's Shmuel saying over there? According to Rav, you have an option, but according to Shita Shmuel, this head covering on Shabbos is like a public display of mourning and is going to be forbidden. Here we go. Rabbi Yaakov says, This this obligation is only when a person is not wearing shoes on his feet. That's where we say, you could choose not to wear shoes. But if he has shoes on his feet any type of shoes. So then, as long as he's wearing shoes, he's now showing that I'm not publicly mourning. And here's the chap. You ready for this? Since the whole, tra- here's the catch. The whole, since the whole transgression is to publicly mourn, 
and we, taking off your shoes is a sign of mourning. And unwrapping your head, which was generally obligatory, is also a sign of mourning. Well, what happens if I do one without the other? Says the Gemara, since I wear shoes, I'm already showing that I'm not publicly mourning. Hence, I'm allowed to keep my head covering on. I like keep your head covering on, you're mourning. No, but see, I'm wearing shoes, I'm not mourning. Right? It's, one is counterbalancing the other. Okay. Shmuel told us that any Kriya that's not done at the time of the heat of the grief is not considered a Kriya. You need to do it right away. But they told Shmuel that Rav was Nifter. He tore 12 garments. Sorry, we lost the place. Omar, and he said, Somebody who I was afraid of in Limonatayra and learning. Oh, when he walked into the room, I was nervous. I was nervous. I knew I better knew my beans. And he and he left. And also when they told Rabbi was Nifter, he tore thirteen valuable garments. Omar, and he said, gavra A man who I was nervous, never walked in the room, he's gone. Bottom line is, what do you see? That you have people who are tearing Kriya, even when it's not immediately after the person died. You see, you're allowed to tear Kriya, even when you don't have, even when it's not on the initial day of death. When you tear Kriya over a Godel Adar, over a big roof, it's different. Since we're always learning Torah, right? You hit us. It's an assumption, but this is this is a strong assumption. The Gemara is giving us a message. We're always saying their names every day. Everybody's learning Dafyami, right? Therefore, Kishas Chivodam. Whenever you mention their name, it's like a, it's like the loss is bringing back a reminder of uh, you know of of uh, of the pain, and therefore you're allowed to tear Kriya. Amar le Ravin Barad al Ravin Barad says to Ravin Amar Tamidach Rav Amram. Your Talmud Rav Amram said Tanya Abraisum. Avo Kol Shiva Karin Lefanov. Avo during all seven of the Shivas is has Kriya done and he keeps it in front of him. Then Bal Lachlif Machlif Ikarei. If you want to wear a different garment, you tear Kriya on that. B'Shabes Kari Lacherev. Okay, so in other words, let's say a person tears Kriya at the funeral. On day number three, they want to change their shirt. That shirt also needs to be torn. Okay. B'Shabes, on Shabbos, Kairi Lacharev. You can take the, the torn part of your shirt and turn it around. The Imbala Hachlif, Machlev If you want to change for Shabbos, so you could change your shirt and there's no Kriya on the new garment on Shabbos. But you see from here, wherever you change your garment, there's a new Kriya. So there's a proof. You don't only do Kriya by the day of the initial death. Answer the Gemara, that's done with the father and mother. Meaning the Gemara is qualifying and saying, when we said, you only tear Kriya, that is on the other five relatives, brother, sister, son, daughter, wife. However, on the father and mother, that applies throughout Shiva. And by the way, the clothes that are torn, are you allowed to fix them up after because you want to wear it afterwards? Okay. So pligiba vua the rav aishio bar kapara chadamar ein mesachin vechadamar mesachin. The other one says that uh, you're allowed to sew it up. You're allowed to fix it up. This time, let's bring a proof. Tavua the rav aishio 
to Omar Ein Mesachim. We're not sure who holds what. We know it's a Mechoigas. We, we don't know what. We don't know who holds which opinion. Mora says, I'll prove to you that it's Rabbi Aisha who says you're not allowed to fix it up. Dama Rabbi Aisha Ein Mesachim. Meman Shmi'alei. Who did he get it from? Lav Me'avu. Would it be from his father? So Mora says, Mibarka Parer Rabbi Shmi'alei. Maybe it from his Rabbi. It wasn't his father. Memelo, we're not, therefore, we're not sure who has which opinion. Bottom line is, the Gemara asks the Shiloh, you let it sew it up or not. The Gemara answers, Machlaikas, uh, between, between uh, Rev, the father of Rabbi Bar Kapara. We're not sure which one has an opinion. We're, we're, we're not sure which one has what. Okay. Omar Rava. Rava says, Avel Matayo Ba'unkli Besaych Besay. When Avel, when a mourner is at home, he should walk around in his torn shirt because now he's in privacy. And again, when you're private, he's of the opinion that you have the laws of Avelis. Okay? You have the laws of mourning. And therefore, he's obligated to wear the same shirt. Abai Ashkei, Rabbi Yosef, Abai found his Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef. The Paras lay Sudar he was wearing a handkerchief on his head, and he was walking around in his head like a mourner. Why are you walking around like a mourner? Don't you agree? He says to him, This is the opinion of Rabbi Yechanan, that no, there is Avelis on Shabbos, and things that are in private, we, therefore we conduct ourselves, and therefore I have to have Kriya on Shabbos. Rabbi Eliezer, Aimer, Mishachara, Beisam, Mikdosh, Atzeres, Kishabis. Our Mishnah said that once the Beisam, Mikdosh was destroyed, Shavuos is like Shabbos. What does that mean? It doesn't stop in Avelis. The same way Shabbos is a one-day festival. And if you're in the middle of a Shiva, Shabbos does not stop the Shiva. It counts towards the Shiva. So Shavuos, which biblically is a one-day Yom Tif, is uh, has the same status of whatever uh, of whatever Shabbos has. Okay. Omar of Gidol Bar Menashe, Omar Shmuel. Rav Gidol Bar Menashe says in the name of Shmuel, Halacha Kerebi Gamliel. The Halacha is like Rabbi Gamliel. That sh- that Shavuos is like Shabbos. Vika de Masila de Rav Lahadar of Gidol Bar Menashe. Huh? Those who learned the Psak of Rav Gidol Bar Menashe on the following Halacha. In other words, where does he say that Allah Gamliel? In the following case. Kol Shleishim Yan. All within 30 days. Tinaik Yaitse Bechek. There's an unfortunate situation. But if, let's say, you have a child that passes away within 30 days. Okay? So the halacha is, says the, um, says the Brisa, you don't have to have a full fledged burial. You assume that the child was not capable of live outliving, you know, uh, living, uh, you know, uh, as it is, and therefore all the obligations of uh, aron and tachrichim shrouds that doesn't apply. The mother carries the baby with its body to its burial place. The nikbar and it's buried beisha achas v'shneyanoshim v'yid be buried with um, with one woman and two men. This is getting into Hilchis Yichud. You don't need to be concerned about uh, about the laws of, of Yichud over here. I'm sorry, we are concerned. So V'nikvar B'yishachash Ne'anoshim can only be buried by one woman and two uh, and two men. No, you don't need to make a whole avai out of it. And it, you, you're not allowed to enter an issue of Yichud, which would be uh, one man with two women. Now, sometimes it would be okay when there's overwhelming grief the halacha is less concerned about the laws of Yichud because people are too involved in their pain. 
to be distracted and get into any sort of immoral behavior. But over here, the laws of Yichud do apply. Abishol Aimer top of Chaf Dal Ramadbeis top of twenty four B. Abishol says no. After Ishechur Shteyanoshim, you could even do it with one man and two women. He holds that the pain is strong enough that um, it will remove the laws of forbidden Yichud in this scenario. We also don't stand in a row. You know, after a Levaya, people stand on rows on either side, and the Avelim, the mourners, walk through, and everybody offers them the words of comfort. We don't do this for a, when a child dies within 30 days. We don't give Birchas Avelim, the Bracha of Avelim, and Tanchumi Avelim, the, 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 the usual words of comfort. Ben Shleishim, but once the child is 30 days old, Yaitzei B'daluskuma, then we, the, the child's taken out with the luskuma in a coffin. Rabbi Yudaimer, light the luskuma, and he tells Bekasev, it should not be a type of coffin that is carried on the shoulder. Ella haniteles ba'agafayim. It should be a coffin that's done in the hands. What Rabbi Yehuda is saying is that um, even if it's a young child, once it's 30 days, you got to make sure that as small as the box is, you have pallbearers. You might say one person could carry the baby. You don't need pallbearers. Make a little box. Place this one-month-old child inside the box and let somebody carry the baby. So Rebuta says, no. You need pallbearers. You need to have at least more than... You need to have a, a, few pe- a, a couple people, more than one person, carrying Va'im din Allah b'shura. And we do stand uh, in a row. Va'im rim Allah b'rcha sa'vim We offer the regular blessings and words of comfort. Ben shneim ma'asar chayda b'mita. And when it's a baby... Excuse me. Passes away when it is when it's after twelve months old. So then it goes out in a mita in a full fledged uh, bed, like a longer a longer coffin. If let's say he's one year old and he's the size is like a two year old, who ben shtaim evarv ki ben If let's say he's was two years old but his body was small like a one year old, then yitz b'mita. Even then, you carry out like a bed. Okay. Now, what, what, what's happening over here? So the third opinion. Of is actually saying, in the second opinion, you only needed more than one person. You need two people to be able to carry it. Over here we're saying, you should have full-fledged pallbearers. You should have even more people carrying it. And what we're and now we're adding in, in the name of Rabbi Akiva, a fascinating thing, which is that it, um, if you have a child that's one-year-old but had the body size of a two-year-old, you know this was a robust human being who could live it out, Right? Or vice versa. You could have a one-year-old with the body of a two-year-old, two-year-old body. Either way, no matter what, you see from here there's the, the, the yes, it's a little child, but the longer it's around, the more, the more vitality is, is, uh, is seen over here, and the greater the vitality, the more respect needs to be given to the mace. Rav Shemit Allah says, um, if you if you carry a body out in a mita in a coffin, Rabbi Matziyam you have the masses. The masses should come out and and uh, be bizarre, be in pain over the child. Any mita, but the the masses should know that if the baby's not being carried out in a full fledged uh, coffin, then ain't Rabbi Matziyam They're not. They don't have the same obligation like they do for an adult. So this this uh, you know coffin size. 
we'll call it. And the way that is brought out is not only a way of respect for the mace itself, for this young child itself, but it's also letting the masses know what their responsibility is. If they see that it's a smaller box, so there's less of a, of a uh, halachic responsibility to grieve. If there's a greater box, which was a sign of greater vitality, then there would be, uh, there's an obligation. Rabbi Lezbet Azariah, Rabbi Lezbet Azariah says, Nikr the Rabbim, Rabbim Misaskimimai. If it was known to the Rabbim, okay, meaning, um, Rashi says, the, the parents uh, took this child out of the house. Took the child out of the house. They went to Kiddush and Shul. They the kid. People were aware of who this child was. So then, Misaskimimai, you go... You, you take care of the burial the same way you would any, any adult. In Nikr Rabbim, if it was young enough, where the child was not Nikr to the Rabbim, the, you know, the, the mother never really took the baby out, it was still at that stage. Ain't a Rabbim, Misaskimimai. Then the Rabbim are not Misasek with it. Now, this, these lines right here are a lot bigger than we think. And I'll tell you why. You know, Zion Adar is coming up. Tuesday night, Wednesday, I believe, is Zion Adar. Zayin Adar is Maish Rabbeinu's birth and Maish Rabbeinu's yard site. And that's when uh, the Chavra Kaddish is around the country. That's like their uh, anniversary day, you know. So um, there's a fascinating halacha. The halacha is that nobody in a city is permitted to go to work until there, is a, there, there are people to take care of the mason. Take care of the dead. In other words... If we wouldn't have a Hebra Kadisha in our Jewish community, none of us would ever be allowed to live our life without, before leaving to work, ensuring that we are not the ones who need to take care of this. That's the, that's the, the importance of the mitzvah of Kavad Ames, of respect for the dead. We have to have a lot of gratitude to the Hebra Kadisha in every city. Like, without them, without the people who are misasik, involving themselves with the mason, we wouldn't be allowed to, to go to work in the morning. We wouldn't be there. Ain't a the rab. This statement of depending on whether this child was known to the public or not depends whether the rabbim is misasik with him. This is, there's halachic ramifications to this. Because if the rabbim's not, if the masses are not obligated to be, then you would, even without a chavar you'd be allowed to go to work. But otherwise, not. So there's, there's a lot more that's going on, you know, uh, than, than just the words strictly here in front of us. Okay. Umahain behespid. What about giving a eulogy, giving a hespid on a young child? Rav Meir B'Shem Rav Shmuel, Rav Meir says, Rav Shmuel, Aniyim B'nei Shalesh, If you have a child who is an Ani, so then three years old and above, Ashirim B'nei Chamesh. But if it's from a rich family... So then, only from five years old and above. Okay, this is, this is incredible. Mamish incredible. Okay? Um, I'll, I'll finish reading and I'm going to get into this. Rebuta says in his own name, Aniyim b'nei chamesh. And Aniyah is a five-year-old. Ashirim b'nei sheish. A wealthy person, six-year-old, you give a eulogy. B'nei zekenim b'nei aninim. And if you have a child where the parents are already zekenim, Okay, so um, they uh, they were more mature when their child was born, or they're, they're the same as Bnei Aniim, and the eulogies start at a younger age. 
Amar of Gilu Bar Menashe Amar Rav Halachik Rabbi Yehuda Shamar Mishum Rabbi Shmuel The Halachas like Rabbi Yehuda who said who quoted the name of Rabbi Shmuel that is three years old and five year old. Okay, now I want to pause for a minute at a pidyon haben at a redemption of a firstborn child. The Kohen asks the father, "What do you want more? Do you want the money?" Or do you want your child? That's the question that the Kohen asks the father. Look inside the sitter. Crazy question. And the father responds, <clears throat> I want the child. And he gives the money to the Kohen, redeems the money. What is going on with that question? Pshad in the question is, the Kohen is giving a message to the parents. You now have a child in your life. You have to decide whether your money is more important to you or whether your child is more important to you. Are you going to be busy with your business 20 hours a day? Is that what you're going to do? Are you going to take care of this Halig and Hashem? What do you want more? That's your decision. You're going to have to make that choice. And the father responds, teaching himself a message, this child is more important than my business. My family is more important than any money I could possibly earn. Listen to what this Gemara just told us. When you have a eulogy of a child of a poor person, people who are not busy dealing with money the whole day have a special relationship with their children and their loss is felt at a younger age. A wealthy person who's busy the whole day with the money and has limited interaction because of that with the family, the pain is less. Because you didn't have a relationship in the first place. <laughs> That's where this conversation even starts. Understand? It's, it's, a, powerful, it's, it's a powerful message. It's, it's just a reality. There's only 24 hours in a day. That's all we have. So, like, that's it. That's a decision, says the Gemara. And the Gemara is giving us a reality check. Saying, this is the Metzias. Halachically. Three-year-old for the poor, five-year-old if it's the child of the rich. Rani Bar Sosain gave a drasha at the entrance to the house of the Nasi. If let's say you have a day of Shiva before Shavuos, and then you have Shavuos, that is considered now 14 days toward Shleishim. You hear this? Listen to what he says. He says like this. You know, let, let's explain. The Gemara is going to explain. Okay? That's considered, that's considered 14 days. Shama Rav Ami ve'ikbir. Rav Ami heard about this, that two days are considered 14 days of Shleishim, and he was makbid. He had a big problem with this. Omar, he said, Atu didei. What are you saying? You're making stuff up? Is this your own opinion? What are you saying? Rebbe Elazar Amar This is This is not your opinion. This is the opinion of Rabblos. He wasn't upset at the opinion. He was upset that he wasn't quoting somebody else. <clears throat> now, let's explain for a moment how this is working. How would two days be considered 14 days? What he wants to say is as follows. Day number one, Erev Shavuos, is your only day of Shiva. Now that Shavuos is starting, his opinion is Shavuos cancels it, and therefore makes that one day as if it's seven days of mourning. It is. As if it's seven days of mourning. <clears throat> so, Shavuos, according to his opinion, Shavuos is stopping the Shiva. So now I have seven, I have seven complete days. 
And he holds that every Chag automatically has, even Shavuos, a status of seven days of Simcha. So according to him, one day of Shavuos is like seven days of Sukkot um, sped up, all coming together in one day. Memela, a person has a burial Arab Shavuos, you have Arab Shavuos, seven days. Shavuos itself, seven days. How many more days till your Shleishim? Sixteen. At the entrance to the house of the he agrees. Same Allah. Erev, Shavuos, you sit Shiva for one day. And then you have Atzeres. That's considered 14 days already of mourning. Shamar of Sheshu Sikbit, Rishu heard this, he was Makbit. Amar Atu Didei, you think that's your own opinion? Darashu Belazar, Amar Abayshi. This is the Drasha of Rabbi Eliezer in the name of Rabbi Aishia. How do you know that? Dhamma Blazar Mravesha, Rabbi Lazar says the name of Rabbiesha, Minayin Latzar Shesh Patashtumakal Shiva. How do you know that if you didn't bring the Karban Chagiga, the sacrificial offering of the Yomtif, on the day of Shavuos, you could even bring it for the remaining seven days? Shanemar Bachagamatzais, Ubachag Hashavuos, Machagamatzais, Yeshot Tashtumakal Shiva, just like on Pesach. If you not bring the Karban Chagiga, then one, you could bring it all seven days. Avchagashvuos, Yeshot Tashtumakal Shiva. So the Bechagashvuos, you have makeup of the Karba Chagiga for all seven days. Okay, so you see it's kind of like, that one day is, is kind of like a seven-day Yom period. Advere Rav Papa, Rav Avya Saba Vidarash. Rav Papa was walking with Rav Avya Saba, right, the, the older Rav Avya, and Vidarash, and he was making a drasha. That he was expounding on halacha. And he says, Same way we said by Shavuos. Erev Shavuos is seven days. And Shavuos is seven days. So to Rosh Hashanah. Erev Rosh Hashanah is seven days. Rosh Hashanah itself is seven days. There's only 16 days left to your Shleisha. Amar Ravina. Ravina says, Therefore, if you have Somebody, according to this reasoning, if somebody had Shiva on Erev Sukkis, then Sukkis stopped it. And then you have Shmini Atzeres, which is a brand new one day Yomtif. Right? Shmini Atzeres is, is the eighth day of Sukkis, but it's really its own Yomtif. So listen to this. You talk about speeding stuff up. You're going to have Erev Sukkis, seven days. Sukkis itself, seven days. You're up to 14. Now, on the ninth day, that ninth day is now considered um, seven more days. So now I got seven plus seven. Day nine is another seven. So I just had 21 days towards my Shleishim. And I'm only, I'm only going to have nine days left until Shleishim. Ravina, Ikla, Lasura, Depras. Ravina went up to the town of Sura, which is situated by the Pras River, by the Euphrates River. Omar le Rav Chaviva Misura de Pras the Ravina Shachanina of Sura um, said to Ravina, Omar Mar, Omar Mar, did the Tana say Yoy Mechad the Fnei Roshan of Roshan Arekan Arbaasa? Did you take a hold that if you have seven, if you have one day of Shivan Er Roshan, that counts as seven, and Roshan itself counts as seven, so you got fourteen days into your Shleishim. Amar lei ana mistavro kriv gamliel hu da mina 
I didn't say it in my own name, but um, but uh, I said that this is the Psak of Rabbi Gamil, and it's a logical, it's a logical approach that the same way the other Yom Tovim count to seven days, so too Rosh Hashanah counts towards seven days. Period. End of that Gemara. We're now up to the Mishnah. Two lines from the bottom of Chav Dalad and let us learn the Mishnah together. The Gemara is going to stop on the very top of tomorrow's daf. Here we go. Short Mishnah. Ein Kairin. One is not allowed to do Kriya. Velay Cholzen. And one is not allowed to take their shoulder, take their shirt off of their shoulder, which as we learned earlier, was an additional sign of mourning that they did as they walked the coffin, even if you are not a mourner. Okay, anybody who was walking with the coffin, they would tear the shirt at their shoulder. The Ein Mavarin, and you also do not have the Seudas Havra'ah, the special... Um, the special mourner's meal that would be served immediately after the burial. Ella Kraivov Shomes. The only people who could do this are the Kraivov Shomes. Okay, so in, even if you're accompanying the coffin and walking with it, the Kriya, the taking the, tearing the shirt off your shoulder, and, and um, having the meal of mourning. All that needs to be done by relatives. Ve'en mevarin ella almita zakufa, and you should also know that the suudas havra'a, the special meal of the mourners that were eaten afterwards, also should be eaten on the overturned bed. That was uh, that was uh, symbolic of mourning, as we learned as we learned earlier, and uh, even you know uh, even, even the meal should be eaten in that, uh, in that position. And Bezim, tomorrow, as we get on to Daf Chafei, the Gemara will explain uh, each part of this Mishnah. We'll get into some fascinating, fascinating uh, ideas and stories, uh, messages in life on, uh, on tomorrow's Daf. It's really a, a get ready for a fun ride. And uh, we'll hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.